Welcome back everyone to East End Weekly, your weekly podcast where we discuss everything going on. Where? Not Coronation Street. No, no. Mm. Not Brookside Close. <laughs> God, I've yeah. never seen an episode of Brookside. <laughs> That's a reference and a half. No, we talk about EastEnders, Albert Square and all the goings on this week. Mm, we're officially unofficial. We are. BBC. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't tell us off. No. Not just and yet. And you are Alex. Oh yes I am. You are. And I am the host, Ben, in case you can't tell us apart. <laughs> Some people might not be able to. So, lots going on this week. I'm heartbroken and devastated and in mourning. Well, I I'm wearing think... all grey. <laughs> yeah. You... I have a grey veil. I'm wearing a grey armband in memoriam mm. of a character that could have been. <laughs> could have been an Arthur. He could have had a bench at one point <laughs> saying, Grey love this place. But no. But we'll talk about that um, a bit later, mm. the um, revelations about But there's. Like lots of new storylines starting this week, which is nice and interesting. Yeah, and and they've kind of gone away from the summer not much happening stories, and they seem to be piling know, lots like on. Summer, it's quite busy. Really busy good. summer. Really which fun. Like. So just imagine what the busy season's going to be like. Well, uh, I mean, we, we're we... going to be doing two podcasts a week, I think, to cover. We're just going to have to. <laughs> we're just going to have to bring back the extra episode. I mean, we know that at the end of August, uh, with the story we're going to talk about first, that there's going to be a big beginning of the kind of Balam story. We've got a date, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we've got the date yes. for the wedding. I mean, the episodes that we're talking about are the ones that are broadcast on the BBC between the 8th and the 12th of July. And like you said, we are starting with the Balam or Wallam story. <laughs> Wallam this week more. Or Salam, because Stuart got involved. He did. <laughs> Salam. I, you could put Stuart and Whitney together and make um, Shitney. <laughs> but, uh, no. I better not. No, no, she's got weddings to plan. But yeah, I got a date for the wedding, which I enjoy. Yes, 31st of August. Yeah, marked it in my calendar. You have? I've bought, you've bought a hat as well. I have, you from may... Cindy's, no, not Cindy's, Shrimpy's stool. Oh, yes, Passed yes. down from Cindy's mum and dad, I assume. I expect uh, Shrimpy bought the stock cheap, because um, Cindy's just uh, done a going out of business sale, hasn't she, recently? Yeah. We're talking about 89 again. We are, we, we always jump into classic yeah. right at the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not loads going on. Like, we last saw the Pride episode, obviously, where Ben was beaten to near death mm. obviously not as near death as we thought no. because he was just like having breakfast around cafes cafes i mean we did a couple of bruises on his face yeah i mean he was doing the kind of like holding his chest yeah, maybe and, they're or... not no you can't see them i guess maybe they're those type of bruises he had a few cuts on his face yeah. though i mean Stuart wanted the world to know that ben had done something a bit naughty mm. and a really nasty thing said by ian that he probably deserved it for being too proud <laughs> it's like really ian you're no. saying that in 2019. Yeah. When he said that, I did look at you and say, oh my God, we know who that is. Mm. Pete Bill Sr. Pete Bill's back. <laughs> I mean, they, they're right to write him like Pete yeah. Bill. Because... And even Cuffy like, rolled her eyes and said, Ian. Yeah, yeah. If I could divorce you, I would. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could die again, I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, we all yeah, died he's... a little inside, though. <laughs> he's still sticking with his man, though, because he's not letting anyone know it was Stuart that did it. He isn't, but he did say that to Callum after Callum thanked him for not you know revealing mm. that Stuart had done it as a bit of a hate crime toward Callum um, him being together with Callum that it wasn't it's, he's not worth the hassle anymore so he's he's scrubbed his hands with Callum now he's not going to c- continue mm, I don't the pursuit believe it. well I mean I think now it's going to be because Ben was chasing Callum I think there's going to be more of the chase now from Callum to oh, Ben yeah. he's had a taste of Mitchell he really now has he wants the full platter <laughs> yeah he wants the full buffet and also, who wouldn't want Kathy as your like mother-in-law? I want Kathy as my mother-in-law. It's the one thing that disappoints me about you, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, that you don't have a Kathy as a mum. I know, same. Oh wow! 
<laughs> How dare you? My mum probably thinks she is Kathy, to be fair. True. She's a bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also had Whitney obviously trying to not pressurize. Whitney does do this though. Mm. I wanted to say pressurize, but it's not pressurize. But she she gets engaged and she really wants to get that wedding done, everything yeah. paid for, but <laughs> and sorted. And Callum's a bit like. Mm. Maybe we're rushing things a little yeah, bit too much. Maybe just, just be us. Mm. Like, he wanted no one there, did he? And guests. And she wants all this big stuff. Which yeah, she, she did to Lee. Exactly. She wants to keep it small. I think in her mind, she thinks if it's small, it'd be less money. But she's going for all the cancellations. So she's probably paying a premium to get mm. in like on a waiting list. And uh, so, yeah, so that's why she's able to fit it in so quickly. And Callum, quite, I, I agree with Callum. It's like, calm down. We don't need to do this as quickly mm. as you're wanting us to. And plus, where is this? Plus, I love Ben. Well, yes. <laughs> plus, you're not the one I truly love. Whitney is a bit downheartened. So she goes for a bit of advice from Chantel. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, it makes me a bit sad thinking about Chantel. Oh, no. No. I'm not talking about it. No. This week. And Chantel kind of drops a few hints. Not yeah. only of uh, what's, what's about to come this week on EastEnders. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, she she basically... Whitney's a bit worried that maybe Callum is a bit like his dad. and she's, yeah, she's worried, a bit dismissive, isn't he? Dismissive. And he, yeah, when she tries to touch him, he shakes her off. You know, that's because... <laughs> He might be a bit violent and not that because he likes men, you know, one of those things. And Chantel kind of steps her down a little bit and says, no, no, no. He, I'm sure it, not everyone's like their father. Look at me. I'm not like Mitch, particularly. Mm. I'm more kind hearted. It's not like Karen either. And so. yeah, but, but Karen's not her dad. No, but Karen's not her dad. <laughs> but yeah, there's like that bit of advice. And obviously the things that Chantel says, now we know what's going on. Mm. They were kind of blatantly obvious, but it obviously yeah. plants a seed in Whitney's head. And she thinks, mm, I need to think a bit more about the dad. So she uh, goes to ask Stuart mm. some advice. Yes, she does. Well, Stuart visits Whitney while mm. she's working on her store. Still couldn't see the store. No, where is it? Where it is. is. <laughs> she needs to get that stock sorted. I know. You can't just stand in front of air. I mean, what's she selling? Is she selling the air of Walford? I mean, mm. they're quite popular in Japan. You buy bottles of air in Japan. Mm. Celebrity air. Yeah. Um, she's looking at wedding dresses. Mm. And there's a specific one she wants. She could make her own. But, but no, no one would know she's wearing it. Oh, she'd be naked. It'd be naked. It'd be like the Emperor's <laughs> new clothes. <laughs> Everyone will be saying, oh, how beautiful, Whitney. But behind her back, they'll be saying, well, she's not wearing anything. Mm. So we're um, led on to the um, redemption-ish of what Stuart wants everyone to see him. as a bit of a nicer guy mm. now. So he sort of gets an idea in his head that maybe I can get this wedding dress for you, Whitney. And she asks him about their dad. Yes. And we've now sort of got it confirmed because she was worried that Callum was maybe beaten as a child but we kind of know that Stuart always used to step in for him yes so Stuart defended him I mean this mm. week Stuart also says to Callum that why is Callum not happy because Stuart's got rid of Jono sorted out Ben and surely you should be forgiving me and thankful mm. so again I think Stuart's trying to get himself into Callum and Whitney's life because mm. he then does something quite kind for Whitney when mm. Kitney Kitney <laughs> good is another one uh, when Whitney shows him the wedding dress that she's she quite likes Stuart goes out and finds one similar. Mm. I mean, he doesn't say in what means he gets no, it. No, exactly. He? And that's like <laughs> Throws a brick alarm through the window or something. Yeah. So yeah, he turns up with a wedding dress, which isn't quite the same, but similar. But similar enough that Whitney's, you know, quite pleased and overwhelmed. And Stuart's says... worried. Well, yes, yes, quietly so. And Whitney is told by Stuart in no uncertain terms that I want to prove that I am better. I'm better than my own dad. So again, I think Stuart's got this issue that he's like his dad too, especially after he's just beaten... Ben up, which is probably something mm. we said last week, which is something very similar to what Jono would have done. Yeah, it's very messed up, isn't he? Mm. Stuart is 
tricky to um, be Which, on his team. Yeah, I mean, Stuart, to his defence, is always trying to do what he believes recently he believes is the right thing to do mm, but the wrong way but he does it the wrong way yeah, yeah he goes the wrong way about it and you know later on when we're talking about another story i think again when he's helping out rainy i think he thinks he's doing the right thing by calming and talking people down in in the other cafe mm. joe's cafe but again doesn't quite get it right so i i, I feel for stuart actually because i think stuart is trying but he's always got that trigger that just he just can't stop. Yeah. Something in him. Mm. Like the way he treated him when he was young and things. It's obviously just embedded into him. Yeah, I mean... I mean it... Fathers have a lot to answer for this week on the show. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the men have a lot to answer for this week. Yes, they do. Right, so we're moving on to the Adam storyline. The mm. second of Bad Men on Walford. Yes, but we're starting with Adam. Yes. We're, we'll come to... The surprise bad man <laughs> no, later. I told you, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> it's really hit you hard, this story. But it has. I'm going to talk about it later. Hit me hard in the wrong ways. I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit overkill, is it? Two of these manipulating men on the square. Mm. Adam's more psychological, I suppose, with Honey. I don't know. Well, I I don't know, because having watched... Uh, the Friday episode, I mean... What makes Adam look like a good guy? I think Adam <laughs> is coming out in a bed of roses, quite honestly. He's really looking much better now, mm. much less. I think he's just a bit of a dirty old man compared yeah, like to... Yeah, Yeah, compared yeah. to... Um, well, again, we can't talk just now, no, but no, this, no. This suffice We're to say. We're talking about Adam, the other horrible one. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Honey's sort of CCTV investigation, which... Yeah. I didn't really think that story was like, going to go anywhere, but it led to a surprise well it felt it was felt like it was meant to be a comedy scene mm. she lost her keys in the minute march she's never been able to use the new cctv system since they updated it after the fish finger incident <laughs> um so you know we i think we were led down the path of oh here we go we're gonna have a funny honey story mm. where billy kind of admits that he still loves her and, and they even go. like teased us with her nearly opening the door with yeah. them on the other side and you were thinking oh She's going to do it, but then not see them. But then yeah, but she Billy was the them. one who stopped, stopped her from going in. I know. If Billy didn't open his claptrap, he would have, she would have found out for herself and then we'd be going through all this business right now. <laughs> Honey's uh, bed sheets are getting quite the use this week. <laughs> they are. They spend, I mean, Honey spent a lot of time choosing the bed sheets. Mm. And, um, Habiba's been in them more, I think, mm, than Honey. I think yeah, they've been soiled by Habiba. <laughs> Let's just say that much. I mean, he must, you know, he tidies up really quickly. You know, there's no evidence. And so, as you said, the the only way she found out was by the CCTV footage when Mm. Adam was, you know, kind of sexually moving the hair out of Habiba's face. And Honey said to him when she comes out to him later and asks him outright, you know, Mm. have you have you been seeing Habiba? Yeah, because she she goes, because that's what you do to my hair. Yeah. So it must be love. Because you love me, Adam. I mean, we had quite a big, intense scene before the CCTV with um, Billy and Honey. Sort of, it was almost like it was coming up because obviously Honey is now doubting Adam. But it was kind of like a summing up of them both accepting in a way that Honey and Billy are over. Yeah. And Billy kind of suddenly accepting that, but breaking down, but being like, okay, yeah. When he left that room, he was kind of like, there's okay, nothing yeah, more we he can are, really do. We are over, I yeah. guess. Which obviously. Well, honey wants, the worst time. honey wants to ask him to marry her, doesn't she? She mm, wants to do it. Modern. Yeah, modern, 21st century. And her horoscope says so because <laughs> Tina read it to her. She wants to, you know, she's channeling her in a shark. And I mean, Honey is really showing more confidence with Adam. Adam has built her up, but... Mm. But he still knocks her down. Like, he builds her up like two mm. steps. Let's use steps. 
two steps, but always knocks it down at one and yeah. a half. I mean, they've kind of stopped doing the Adam now um, patronising her by, you know, correcting on her grammar and mm. the way she says things, how she gets things wrong and kind of just generally laughing at her. He's kind of, they've stopped that now for the more in favour that, like I say, he's more of a dirty man who's kind of getting away with having in this yeah, affair. Yeah, eating it. Yeah, and he, can, mm. he now can say anything to Honey and she'll, she'll kind of accept it. She'll kind of lay on her back and have her belly rubbed. She's uh, happy with that. Sorry, are you getting Honey and Habiba confused now? <laughs> I'm just having an analogy a moment, you know? <laughs> you know, it just pops into my head. But, um, Habiba was also having that, like, date thing at the beginning of the week where I feel like I've seen that scene about a thousand times yeah. on EastEnders. They've done it so... Even um, they did it with Masood with Miriam Mashad, like, mm. last year, trying to set them up on a date with someone, arranged marriage. The Both the parents are a bit, like, judgy. And yeah, then they and go on the date, and then yeah. they both realise they don't want to be. It's like we've seen it so many times. Yeah, he she goes on a date with Celine, yeah. and Celine says, "Oh, I'm already seeing a girl. She's married already as well." <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, let's just agree to disagree. Oh. Uh, let's just agree not to, you know, stay, mm. stay together. Um, and yeah, as you say, the parents are all both kind of a bit snobbish that they both think mm. they're better than one another. So we've seen this so too mm. many times. Now. I don't want to see it. It so, was padding, wasn't it? Just yeah. to kind of make this story... It made come... Adam jealous, kind of, didn't it? Yeah, to make this story stretch out for the week, where it could have quite easily been a two-day story, I think. I think yeah, it could least... have been in the alleyway without that leading up to it, I think. Yeah, I think you could have just, just seen her on a date. You wouldn't even have to really introduce the character that she was on the date with, necessarily. Mm. Because she did look at Adam when they're on this date and made sure that he did yeah. get a good look. Wouldn't it be funny if um, Karen popped her head around and caught them like she caught Shianu in that alleyway? Yeah, <laughs> that alleyway has a lot to answer. It does a lot, and then yeah, we sort of had Honey kind of get some balls and ask him out right over dinner. Mm. Um, but the next thing we know, they're in bed together. So yeah, it's another one of those weird shifts that seems to be happening mm. in the moon Eastenders. Like it leads on to a cliffhanger, which you think, oh, there's no escape for Adam now, and mm. then the next day, it's but they don't show you the confrontation. Or no, anything. they I... sort of fill it in later. Yeah, it's explained off later. I mean, this didn't come without any kind of repercussions for Honey because Honey now feels quite jealous of Habiba that she. Mm-hmm. I, I think Honey inside knows that you know Adam at least has feelings for her. Perhaps they maybe not gone that step where mm. they're having sex in Honey's bedsheets, but <laughs> you know perhaps there are feelings there, and so Honey tries to tries her best to kind of make herself look better and do mm. herself up a little bit and ask for a little bit of help from Kush. Yes, from his st- amazing stool. Yeah. And she's there looking through her old model photos of her on the swing and stuff. <laughs> that was an Same haircut. <laughs> you might need a new haircut, I think. Maybe that's her problem. I did like that stunned face she had when she's on the swing. Like, some man just took her photograph out of the bushes without her knowing. But, um, yeah, she's, she's trying to look model-like and young and what Habiba is, I guess. That's how well, he described her, didn't he? Well, yeah, Adam said that her. Habiba gets away with it because she's much younger. Mm. And I think that hit Honey hard. And so she's Honey, a model. And also when Honey did put, on, put in this little this big effort for Adam to notice her, he didn't. No. He didn't notice her. He, he kind of like rolled his eyes half. Well, then, he like, said you don't... Really yeah, you don't really need to do that. You, mm. you know, it doesn't really suit you, Honey. I didn't like the dress, though, personally. It, no, so. well, it's from Kush's store, isn't it? It's flammable. <laughs> yeah, highly flammable, especially with slow motion cameras. Absolutely. Nearby. Don't don't light a candle nearby. Don't go to any birthday parties wearing any of Kush's clothing. <laughs> Poor honey, she's kind of mm. got doubt in her mind about her 
fading looks, I guess. She sort of thought her <laughs> cheeks was a bit sagging. Well, see, this is it, you see. When, at Put the some end of... tape on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a quick tuck. Yeah. I mean, this is it. I think that the way she was looking at herself in the mirror, I think that's where the st- maybe the story's heading. Maybe she's thinking about oh, what, like a, a bit of Not body surgery. dysmorphia, but yeah. like a... Yeah. Some, some kind of surgery, some kind eating of eating disorder. Don't know about them. Well, no, no. I think she'll have, like a like I say a surgery that oh. she's going to want to go to the extreme of doing something to her to try to keep Adam to try to impress mm. Adam. So she's now going out of her way to do it. Maybe you know who she got to call. <laughs> Kathy. Wait, yes. She's got the potion for eternal youth. Kathy, you know, she needs to find she that fountain of than eternal honey. youth. She looks younger than Habiba. <laughs> <laughs> so she needs to call. Who's your surgeon? Well, 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 Kathy, I mean, not she, no, I was going to say, don't, don't start throwing out allegations toward no, the actress. Actually, Gillian Taylforth did a video, I watched it on YouTube the other day, mm. she actually did a video saying of her silhouette facelift. Oh, so, so she's, she's admitted it. Out and out it was quite old, it. it was like 10 years ago, but it was worth the watch. Oh, I think she's had a top up since then. <laughs> I don't want to sound horrible, but I, she looks great for it. Oh yeah, it's I'm, good. I'm, I'm just putting no I shade like her way. Oh, absolutely. If it, yeah, if it makes you happy, do it. But don't do it for someone else, which is what Honey's doing it for. looking younger than your son. Do it. <laughs> but yes, as I say, I, do, I think that Honey, Honey's doing it for the wrong reasons. Where mm. Kathy's doing it for her own... For herself. For herself, yeah. She doesn't care if she gets a man or not. If she gets another, you know, bow on her arm. Another She's, business. Yeah, another, yeah, yeah. <laughs> another gay bar opening up on in Wolford. But Honey's doing it purely just to keep Adam. And that's a dangerous game to play because mm. now... Where do you stop? Where would Honey stop with trying to impress Adam? So, so do you think her future storyline's going to be? Do you? She's going to be some. Well, no, I don't think they're going to. Or some sort of. I worry think... of age or looks or body. I think she's going to find a cheap Botox surgery or something oh, along really? those lines. Yeah, and and then she'll something will go wrong. And then Billy will come to the rescue and Billy will <sighs> say, yeah, but, but Billy will say, because Billy said this a hundred times already. So it's it's natural for him to say it. You don't need to change anything, honey. You're perfect the way you are. While Adam... He had a hair transplant, Billy. Oh, stop <laughs> shaming people with these plastic <laughs> surgeries. They all do it. Na- uh, they all say they're yeah, doing it. The character doesn't do it. Oh, right. Yes. This, we're talking about EastEnders, <laughs> not what the actors do in their spare time. They don't have hair popped into their head That's in Wolford. So, yeah, and I think Billy will just... I think Billy will comfort Honey and realise Honey will then come to the realisation that she's do, doing this all for Adam. What and, about their big chat where they had their like 10 minute scene together and they moved on? Did you think he'll come Billy back didn't then? move on though. Billy no. just accepted, accepted it at the fate. time. But knowing that... Because he does say to Honey that you can't trust him. He, she, he repeats her to mm. her, you can't trust him. And Honey's, and Honey's like, no, you know, I know it's right. I know it's the right thing to do. Mm. But now that seeds being planted since she's seen the cctv footage so, well, yeah. we'll have to see only time can tell only the time of age <laughs> can show us what we'll go forward unless you're kathy <laughs> yeah oh, oh yeah um so next up we have a bit of a different feature so another original because we keep bringing out original features for everyone i mean we have done it before as a standalone episode but not as a feature no. so there's a little clue for but, you yeah, it's very explicit well no it's been beeped out but it's if you want to skip past it because it's raunchy you can but if you want to put on repeat because it's raunchy I also suggest doing that too. I strongly suggest people give it a go. And if, they, if they get <laughs> that's the theme of the section. Just give, give it a, a go. go. <laughs> so we are back with the long-awaited return of us reading out EastEnders fan fiction. Rubbing my hands together with excitement, <laughs> yeah. and I'm feeling all warm inside and gooey. 
So's um the person on this fan fiction. Oh no. Um so obviously fan fiction, everyone needs to be aware. There's maybe sexual themes. What do they say on the TV? Yeah, sexual themes or Or violence. Or violence. <laughs> or um scenarios graphic. that you, graphic scenarios yes. you might find uncomfortable to listen mm. to. So skip past this part if you want to, if you're mm. into that sort of stuff. If you are into that sort of stuff, I have found a fan fiction. And if you're not sure if you're into that kind of stuff, go back to our EastEnders Weekly Extra and listen to the fan fiction yeah. there. There's one about Whitney and Abby, and it's hilarious. And Nick, Mick and Linda. Oh, that's disgusting. They do all kinds of stuff over the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's how Ollie was conceived, that one. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. <laughs> right, so any guesses on the fan fiction that I've chosen, what the topic is about? Do you want me to give you the name and you can try and work out who it's about? Yeah, go on, but I've got a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's cool. This is the full title, mm-hmm. and it's by Dingle Tragedy. So she's obviously a fan of Hemsdale. Another Everdale fan. We seem mm. to attract att- Because them. of the Robin and that other guy, Aaron, a lot of those fans have bumped onto him. Oh, a story that you've decided mm. to pick up on. I think I know <laughs> for definite then. <laughs> so it's called, We've Got One Thing in Common, brackets. It's this tongue of mine. <laughs> um, it, It's Ben and Callum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> flying, um, flying the rainbow flag for us all. It is. <laughs> Um, so the summary is quite short and simple. Ben and Callum in a hotel room. Keep it simple. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Want you, Callum starts, eyes sincere as they gaze straight into Ben's. They've only been in the hotel room a mere minutes, but Callum just can't help himself. We've got two days, Callum. Two whole days, Ben states. How did they get two days off? <laughs> it's Shrimpy. Shrimpy's at the funeral parlour. <laughs> Do you think it's the same hotel that Sharon and Wixie went to? Well, I think it was. The will fancy be. country one, mm, oh, I think so. I think so. Sharon said, Ben, take Callum here. <laughs> yeah, this is where I hid under the covers <laughs> when I didn't want to have sex with Wixie. <laughs> Ben states, surely you're not that desperate cow. Cow? Oh, I don't like that short. No. no. Keep it Callum. It's a nice name, Callum. It's, it's rounded. Been... <laughs> it's been weeks, Ben. So yeah, I'm desperate. <laughs> is, is Whitney not pulling out, putting out, is she? Oh dear. So, just come here. And who was Ben to deny him any further? <laughs> now, there's going to be some bleeping along for this lines, okay? Okay. You're in charge of that, because I'm not... So that's fine. So um, you can use your own imagination. Yes, perfect. Callum ducks down to Ben's height and connects their lips as Ben works open the last button of Callum's shirt. The last button. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding the flimsy fabric of his shoulders as their tongues meet one another. The f- sorry, the flimsy fabric of his shoulders. Off, so off, off his shoulders. Off, off his shoulders. Off. So you mean off his shoulders? Mm. Not his shoulders are made of flimsy <laughs> fabric. Fab- fab- no, fab- they describe um. I'll, I'll let you listen. Actually. Oh, I'll, I'll look forward to it. <laughs> Callum's tummy description. Ooh. So, he let his hands move down Callum's now bare chest, fingers <laughs> flicking over his nipples, <laughs> running the buds between his thumb and pointer finger. Pointer finger. <laughs> Lovely. The buds, the buds of his nipple, the, I'm assuming. Well, I'm presuming the actual nipple. Is the bud. Is it, is, what is the nipple? Is it the whole thing the nipple? Is it just the bit that pokes out? Well, there's a the nipple, nipple and there's the bud, apparently. <laughs> yes, of course. I'm sorry. I've had it described <laughs> to me. So Callum moans against it. But right now, he just wants to get Ben naked. 
when he moans into Callum's mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and bites into his lower lip slightly. Mm-hmm. Callum lets his hands travel down to the button of Ben's jeans. Been here before at the park. This isn't you. Recreation of the PG. Call him impatient. <laughs> <laughs> but he works them open quite quickly. Pulling down the zipper and the jeans to the best of his ability. <laughs> Not just the zipper, the jeans as well. He pulls back from their kiss, releasing Ben's lips with a loud smack. Ooh. They are quite intensely We must be sucking. Yeah, he must be <laughs> sucking the mouth a little bit, the lips, to cause a smack sound. We'll get ready to bleep some of this. Okay. Wanna suck you off? Ben murmurs, attaching his lips to Callum's throat, beginning to leave a suck mark on the underlining of his jaw. Like a leech. Please, Ben begs. God, yeah, Callum breathes. <laughs> Tilting his head to give Ben better access. <laughs> Sorry, better access? Well, we don't know. We don't know what head or we, what we're getting access to. Just use your imagination. I'm trying. <laughs> With difficulty, Ben pulls back, but only because it feels like if he doesn't get Callum into his mouth within the next very short while... He might just combust. <laughs> <A> combust. <laughs> Get on the bed then. Ben orders with heat. Oh yeah, Naked. I, I like that. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Are you ready? Come on. Callum kind of wants to ask Ben if he likes what he sees in some lame attempt to diffuse the intense sexual tension. Just I, a little bit. So Callum's trying to cool it down a little mm. bit. Can't, see, I don't see. This is the thing. I don't see Callum as a very hot, <laughs> sexualized guy. I see him as a kind of Almost like a military precision. Mm. Well, they go on to say, but he's not that kind of person. Yeah. And Ben would probably just laugh in his face. Oh, I, I don't know. I think Ben... Did you write this? I, maybe I did. Are you dingle tragedy? <laughs> Instead, he makes his way towards the bed, positioning himself for Ben. <laughs> Doesn't say what position. Hi. Should we guess? Ben says. <laughs> legs in the air or all fours? I don't want to speculate. Okay, okay. We have to let the story tell its story. I'm sorry, yes. Hi, Ben says dumbly, when he joins Callum on the bed, stroking a thumb beneath Callum's eye. What? That's odd. I have to poke them out. <laughs> hey, Callum breathes in reply, eyes fluttering down to Ben's mouth. <laughs> this is actually quite romantic in a weird way. <laughs> his hand runs down over Ben's chest before one settles right over his heart. Oh. Callum's thump. Oh no. <laughs> Callum's, <thumb spins>. Callum's <laughs> thumb moves swiftly over Ben's and Ben is just about to say something when Callum kisses him again. And that's enough to shut him up for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. You taste so good, Ben mumbles against Callum's lips. Do you mean you taste of um, Whitney's chapstick? Yeah, well, yeah watermelon. And he kissed her goodbye. <laughs> Uh, but he doesn't allow him any chance to return the sentiment before sneaking his tongue into Callum's mouth. <gasps> Not that Callum is complaining, though. He'd never complain about Ben's tongue flicking <laughs> against his own. <laughs> never complain, never. Hence the title of this um, of course. thing, I think. Yeah. Yes. They kiss until they can't possibly kiss anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They've done. That's it. They've expired the kissing. <laughs> until Ben feels like if he doesn't get Callum's dick into his mouth, and soon he might just die. <laughs> I mean, we've all felt like that before. If you don't get a dick in your mouth, you're going to die. Right. He plants one last chance kiss on Callum's mouth before kissing along his jaw and down his neck. He bites into his collarbone 
licks over his nipples, <laughs> but not his buds. Not his <laughs> Teasing Callum beyond belief. Now, beyond belief. Are you ready? We're near, we've only got like a page left. So, it's all gonna so much has happened, though. Ben moves down lower, still, as he licks along Callum's defined V-line. Oh! This is a result of years of rentless army training. <laughs> I mean, I don't... I'm not sure about that. I was going to say, I don't want to sound rude, but Callum's not toned particularly. And he works in the kitchens in the army, he likes so to come eat. on. Yeah. He has started running recently, though. <laughs> That's true. For his V-lines. Yes. Look out for them. I will. <laughs> and sucks a mark onto his left hip bone. Only light enough, so it will be faded by the time they get back to Wolford. Oh, see, yes, because if he's leaving marks, Whitney's going to be like, what's that there mm. for? And he can't, you know... Uh, and it also says, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> Is that Callum or Ben thinking that? Or I both? I think it's the author, third person thinking it. Oh, so it's Not the author sure. chipping in and saying... Oh. Or maybe it's Ben. Or, yeah, it could be anyone. Could be all three. It's in italics, so it's like what oh. Ben's thinking, isn't it? Something like that. I don't know. It's a bit of an overload, watching the fan of Ben. <laughs> it's a bit of an overload, watching the fan of Ben's eyelashes flutter against his flushed cheeks. <laughs> How long are these eyelashes? Sharon lent him her um, <laughs> clip-ons. Yeah, the extensions. Do you reckon they're the magnetic clip-ons that you can just pop <laughs> over the top? <laughs> Flushing against his cheeks when he bites down on his lip feeling his unkept stubble, leaving a cool trail on Callum's skin when everything else is burning. <laughs> Need to get that checked out. <laughs> Each of Ben's actions makes Callum moan above him, and Ben can't help but feel so pleased and accomplished because he's the one who's making Callum moan. Really him, done and only him. only him. He's bitten his lip and his nipple buds. <laughs> and, and his um, thigh. Oh yeah, he's he said slight mark. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, they've been taking their time with each other. After the urgency of the first few times, they decided their time to learning each other's body slowly, softly, and full of heat. Nicely put. This time is different though. There's a current of urgency buzzing underneath his skin. Like this can't happen fast enough. And by the time Ben wants to slow it all down, the experience is all again and again, drawn in and out to make it last forever. In the end, he just settles for taking the head of Callum's c*** into his mouth. <laughs> you see, they were so close to being romantic there. I know, and then just ruin it with that line <laughs> taking... Well, this is where it's going to get hot now. Oh, so I, I watch thought... Out. I genuinely thought that was the last line of the oh, story. Oh, no. And that was then at the end. <laughs> his hands come to tangle in Ben's hair, just the way he's asking for more. God, Ben, that's so good. Ben smiles against Callum's c*** at the completion and it's a little bit ridiculous, sure, but pleasing Callum inflates his ego. So, speaking of pleasing Callum, Ben makes quick work of taking Callum deeper in his mouth. <laughs> he licks over the slit, tasting the cum there, before sinking down slowly. He wraps his hands around the base of Callum's cock, covering <laughs> what his mouth can't. Wow, <laughs> Jesus, how big is it? <laughs> and Callum, well, <laughs> he's seeing stars. <laughs> no, not just stars, constellations. Constellations. <laughs> Do you reckon he sees the plough and the bear in the top left-hand side? I think the plough is happening in the hotel. Up and down, breathing in and out through his nose, so he won't have to remove his mouth. Good job. 
He even dares to scrape his teeth gently along it, which oh. results in Callum thrushing up resentlessly. Thrushing? Do you mm. mean thrashing? Yes. Okay, good. It's a very small font. Thrushing. <laughs> I'm getting thrushing. Well, it could be thrushing. No. <clears throat> You're clearing your throat like what Ben is. Luckily, it's not more than Ben can take. <laughs> but he squeezes the base of Callum's c- Does he have to keep saying that? Well, in... you, you need to know. <laughs> he's driving Callum wild, mm. Ben is. Oh, just in case you didn't know, <laughs> who's been sucking Callum's cock this whole time. Taking him right to the edge, time and time again, but never over it. Oh, that's a clever way of saying he's close to climax, <laughs> but not quite. He bucks his hips again, needing more. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben plants a hand either side of his hips, oh. effectively holding him down. Ben wants to complain, protest, but there's no need. Because the next thing he knows, Ben relaxes his throat and skins all the way down on Callum's cock. <laughs> he doesn't stop until his nose is touching Callum's belly. My God. <laughs> Tickling the hairs down there. Tickling the hairs, what with his nose? Or was he using his fingers? No, going, with his nose, with his nose. Okay, okay. Uh, one of Callum's hands tightens in Ben's hair, where it's buried. And the other is resting gently on the back of his neck, not applying any pressure at all. Oh, that's kind. Ben. F- God, I can't. Callum trails off to moan. <laughs> I'm so close. I can't. Whatever he means to say gets caught up in another moan. <laughs> Sticks to the back of his throat and Ben just presses his thumbs harder into Callum's hip bones. Mm. Ben swallows around Callum's cock. I'm getting bored of saying that now. It's lost its lost its um emphasis. Yeah. The muscles of his throat working around Callum's c- <laughs> and that seems to be the very last straw for Callum. Straw. Only... <laughs> I think Ben's got the last straw here. Because he only manages one last broken moan and a tug of Ben's hair that warns just enough to pull back a little before Callum comes in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> I'm sweet. Ah. Ah. He pulls off Callum's dick. And climbs Pulls up. off Callum's dick. Yeah. Off of, surely. No, off. Oh, he just takes it off like, a, <laughs> like it's magnetised. Thanks, Callum. <laughs> and climbs up the bed until he's hovering naked over Ho- his form. Hovering? <laughs> he looks absolutely sinful mm. and absolutely gorgeous beneath Ben. Near the end now, I'm sad to say. He's been neglecting his own c- <laughs> in favour of Callum's. Although... Ben's sure just the briefest of touches could probably get him off right now. <laughs> it was just that hot. <laughs> Bring Kathy in. <laughs> now, though, his c*** hangs hard and heavy between him, begging for release. Oh, dear. Callum isn't going to leave Ben waiting. Not when he looks like he does. Mouth red and lips swollen. <laughs> eyes watery. <laughs> it's just so difficult to tear his eyes away from the sight of Ben with his hair all tousled and his lips thoroughly used. For now though, Callum settles for bending down and kissing those lips. The end. Oh, but... So did Ben get anything for thanking him? Just have to wait and see. Also, notably, that Ben didn't say anything after the completion of his... His uh, gobby, let's just call it. <laughs> so, so, mate, did he swallow? Did, was he keeping it in his mouth, ready to spit it oh, out later? God knows. He did kiss Callum. Was there a transfer? There is the... part two coming soon. 
Literally. <laughs> We're all coming soon um, after listening to that. So there you go. That was Dingle Tragedy's version of events. Well, thank you, Dingle Tragedy. <laughs> hey, I'm all right. I enjoyed yeah. it. Did you listeners enjoy that? You... The ratings have just went bloop. I know. We're, we're going to get so many complaints. Um, does anyone have any fan fiction they'd like us to read out on the show? Please do share it. We will read it out. We're going to make this a kind of feature that we do every now and then. Mm, um, until we get taken off air and yes, arrested. Yes. Details fine, but just be aware that we may have to take away some words or bleep them. Mm, so please you put your own bleep. words in there instead. Yeah, yeah. So do get in touch with us if you have any fan fiction. Probably the best way, because it's going to be quite long is to send us an email mm. eastendersweekly at gmail.com right so next up we've got a new storyline that developed yes that we half saw coming but we got the wrong end of the stick we did we admit we put our hands up and it yeah. was one i was really worried about if they were to do uh, yes with bobby so we thought dark storyline I could thought, go wrong. Yes, yeah, so I thought it was dark, and I, I just thought it was almost... <laughs> so easy to mess up. So easy to mess Still up. Still is, kind of. And but... Yeah, and it was so quick to be criticised, because it's it's linked to a religion where people could easily just jump the gun and just think, oh, well, that's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, I mean, be... I've already seen people comment. They've not even read what the storyline's going to be about, and they're already commenting, saying ridiculous things. So yeah. people well... already are jumping to conclusions without even knowing. Well, without having even read, I'm sure, the book that it's related to Mm. or the religion, knowing anything about the religion, they just, you know, they know what they've been told by mainstream media. You should be, you should know about it. So um, we saw the beginning of the storyline this week where Bobby meets his friend from prison and he sort of says to his friend that he's finding it hard to study with his family around. He can't really tell them what he's up to. So they make it a bit suspicious. They like do. by giving him a wrapped up present that says, don't open it to your home. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like, they're kind of like prodding the nest there, like making people jump to conclusions. Mm. But um, they released an article afterwards, which I guess they have to nowadays. They always do that, don't they? Like to say we're now working with this charity because it's this issue. Again, this is sometimes, which is the curse of a soap nowadays, the fact that they have to explain what they're doing and, and why. why they're doing yeah. it. Um, so it doesn't give, it really doesn't give the audience time to kind of, nurture and nature mm. you know through f- f- nurture learn the story and pick up the indicators without mm. it being forced down your throat which yeah. is a like shame ruby story like even before you on screen we yeah knew we knew exactly yeah before she even came onto the soap mm. and but at least know, he's not being like radicalized like a lot of people thought us included no yeah exactly and you know and there, there, was, there was all kinds of crazy spec speculation out there that there was going to be a you know, terrorism and Mm. bombing linked to it and it's like oh no and it's mm. nice that they're actually saying no but they're actually showing that a religion is a welcoming thing mm. so some people a religion is a comfort i mean look at dot cotton for instance for dot cotton christianity has really been her comfort it's her got whole her life the past 30 years it really has got her through her turbulent life big time <laughs> and you know it's something that perhaps you know i'm not i'm i'm an atheist i put my you know i, I don't particularly follow mm. any religion and i don't particularly want to either but i know people who do and i understand if it helps yeah if it helps you and it sets your mind at rest and it gives you that you know that community as well there's that community and that spirit and mm. you know every... that's obviously what bobby's craving and that's he? what bobby needs bobby doesn't feel like he's part of anything and with this he does mm. but not in an extremist manner in a comforting manner mm. in an embraced manner yeah and the, they say the storyline they're working on that it's going to help bobby find peace with himself mm. and come to terms with what he did because you know he he spent a year not even knowing 
that he killed his sister. So yeah. it's nice. It's a nice positive storyline, which is good because we don't really need another psychopathic, horrible villain teenager on the square. No, which is what we didn't want either. No. When they brought Bobby back, we just wanted Bobby to yeah. kind of reintroduce himself slowly into the story. So yeah. it's nice that they've done that. Yeah, I mean, can I say, yes. if you go back to our If We Were Executive Producer episode... Oh, yes, check it out on one, uh, your favourite <laughs> podcast apps. One of my suggested storylines was kind of similar to this, but it involved Kathy Bill instead of Bobby Bill. I know where you're heading with this, I remember. Because it was when she was dating Masood and Masood was going to... Um, she was going to convert to being a Muslim. So oh, yeah. I wasn't too far off. I was in the Bill house. Maybe Senna Notes had a little ear twing, <laughs> uh, tickle when they yeah. heard you say Copy that. my homework, but change it a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathy Bill, Bobby Bill. Yeah, scrub out Kathy and do Bobby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was quite shocked when I saw it. I was like, I mm. predicted this-ish, yeah. but I'm going to take it as a prediction. I mean, do you think that um, Ian and Kathy will embrace... I think Kathy, again, it was, we saw this week, Kathy's yes. quite open, at, yeah. open-minded. She might even mention how she dated Masood or maybe yeah. even like ask Masood for help on the phone like, off screen. Oh, yeah, or good idea to learn more about it herself. Mm, but I'm almost positive that Ian won't. <laughs> no, Ian will not like it in one no. small part. I don't think many people on the square. I think a lot of people will probably jump to conclusions on the square. Mm. I mean, Arshad and Miriam would be interesting as well to mm. be involved. Or it... Habiba and Ikra. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, that gives them a reason also to kind of be part of yeah. the... Because they work for Ian as well. So they might be the comforter. They might be the one that yeah. brings Ian down a few notches and explains to Ian that, you know, you're a crazy mm. and, you know, call yourself man. So it's a shame that... Mis- I, I don't believe I'm saying this, but shame Masood's gone because this could have been a potential thing for him to I kind know. of... Mo- um, not mother, father Bobby, kind of. Yeah, so, yeah, he could have been really supportive yeah. to Bobby. While and I was... there's Kush as well. Kush mm. does do, occasionally, he does Ramadan. So That's true, because he talked about yeah. it this year, was it? When he said that he couldn't eat and it's not very good for his muscles. No, that was my, this time last year, a few, it was oh. like two years ago, like 2015. When one. Martin was in a vest. Oh, that's when Martin's had the muscles too. <laughs> he's... He's piled on. He's eating a bit too much. Uh, he's had more than his five a day, oh, let's just say. Don't fat shame Martin. I'm not. I know you love him. I love everyone. Yeah, but you love Martin. Like, when the... Well, we, again, we'll talk about it later. But when a certain scene happened, oh, yeah. you were you went missing from the room for Matt. <laughs> no, no, no. no. But so, um, yeah, we've had quite a few comments. We're going to do some comments now, because why not? We've got them. We'll read them out about the Bobby storyline. Mm. So we have on our Facebook group, Someone said, this sounds really cool, especially considering there's an established Muslim family he can turn to if needs be. So, oh, yes. So, yes, absolutely. Agree. On Twitter, at EastEndersFanAU said, fantastic, bravo EastEnders to add to the Callum and Ben storyline. We now have a very powerful storyline with Bobby, as I've already said, bravo EastEnders. Mm. And we had Leslie King says, the storyline sounds fresh and interesting, but I think the new actor is rubbish. Sorry, they should have brought back Elliot. I did like Ellie, I must admit. You know, I really like this Bobby. I think he's a mm. really good actor. I, yeah, I've got no problem with him at all. And I He mean, does shy and uncomfortable and like uneasy yeah. really well on screen. Like an awkward teenage boy. Like he, so. you, can, you can see that he wants to get away all the mm. time. Like every time he's stopped by... Predominantly Kathy. I mean, this is another thing that's kind of annoying me a little bit because the whole story was that Ian has decided that, you know, family come family comes first and that he's going to focus his attentions on Bobby. He's going to find that private tutor so he's able to do a bit of homeschooling. And yet all week, Bobby's just interacted with Kathy and just mm-hmm. left Ian. Ian's now suddenly interested well, in Baby Abby. Baby Abby, yeah. Just because she's gone missing. His son's spark of interest is on to <laughs> Baby Abby and that's all he cares about. So speaking of Baby Abby going missing, <laughs> should we talk about the Brannings, Branning brothers? Yeah, one's the super down, Branning bros. <laughs> one's knocked out for the count. Got a bag of peas in his head. Yeah, it's yeah. always a bag of peas, isn't it? I mean, everyone's got a bag of peas in their freezer, surely. We've got a bag of peas in our freezer. 
Or this mixed veg, I should say. Yeah, it's got peas. <laughs> it's got peas in it. <laughs> but um, yeah, Abby's still missing. Ian obviously suddenly taking interest mm. because she's now missing, and Jack and Max doesn't want him to know. Max again. I mean, this storyline is just annoying because Ian's being annoying. Max is just horrible. Like he's just I so short tempered over everything, isn't oh, he? It's just he just doesn't have any patience for anyone, and mm. like the, the the world around him have patience for him. That's what really annoys me. Everyone's kind of given Max a break, mm. even though he was the one who basically ruined the square in one fell swoop. <laughs> And uh, ruined his own life, ruined really. Ruined the show, nearly. And almost ruined the show. Still recovering and, now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, everyone seems to have given him a wide, you know, a good birth to him to mm. get back onto his feet. And they all understand. And, you know, there's a few people who know that Rainy and him were a bit of a sham, but understood that he had to do it in order to get baby. So bizarre. Abby. Like, this whole Rainy thing still doesn't make sense. Like, the sham wedding, but mm. he's happy to, like, kiss Mel in front of everyone. But then he gets angry if Rainy would do that. And yeah. It's just like, he ran off with baby Abby for six months to France. Yeah, without telling Rainy. Yeah, Rainy does it for a week and now it's like... The, it's, it's, the world's collapsed around yeah, him. it's really hard to feel anything for Max. Yeah, empathy for Max is tough. Mm. And it was, and it's just, it just gets more tough, the fact that he just shouts at people now. Anyone who's trying to help him. Yeah, and he also said, when she gets here, I'll chuck her out of my house. It's like you're re- you're living with Jack. Yeah, it's, it's you not, can't afford a house. Exactly. And also, it, like some of the things he was saying about Rainy, like calling her slag and something i was like mm. well you chose her in order to fulfill your plan mm. it was your choice to bring her back into the house and the plan like that's the problem the plan kind of didn't end but didn't even finish like, <laughs> it's just in this weird limbo of mm. like they're married but not in a sham but i don't know it's a really weird place they need to just cut it ties oh, I, now. It's I agree. stupid it, it doesn't make any sense no, it's just it just feels so nowhere, doesn't it? No, it just feels yeah. like, they, and it does feel like they're just kind of tacking on things now. Mm. It's like they don't really know how to finish it, so they're just adding something else and adding something else. And this new adding on to the to the story is that you know Rainy's run away with Jack's money, uh, and in the hotel room she can't get <sighs> Baby Abby to sleep because one Baby Abby wants her catty. <laughs> so like, stupid. Have we heard sake. about catty before this? <laughs> no, Baby been... Abby's been on Square for a year. Have we seen Catty before? I mean, sure. I think Catty is prime for a game. Where's Catty? <laughs> no. Yeah. What, the... replacing Halfway's hat? Well, Halfway's hat now is in heaven or hell. Yeah. So he's now telling us about, you know, people he wants to be around. What about but... where's Big Mo's bra? <laughs> <laughs> or where's Mo hid the money? She needs yeah, the money. The £50 note. Mm. I mean, if you guys think that where's Catty would be a really fun game to play. Or where's Big Mo's bra? Yep. Get in, touch, get in touch. Give us some refined rules and we'll... Very much consider playing it. E20 toilet. What about it? That's where Big Mo's bar, bar is. <laughs> well, you've ruined the game. Can't give us the answer before That'd you give be the many other places. <laughs> but um, yeah, Catty. Catty is missing. Well, not missing. Catty, she forgot when she was in a mad flail mm. to get all the money and Abby and all that. Yeah. She forgot Catty. Yeah, so she arranges to meet them in Joanne's calf. Mm. Ian and Max. But not Jack. Yeah, because Ian, as you said earlier, has taken a huge interest in all of a sudden over Abby. Like, yeah. she re- he really wants to like look after Abby. <laughs> every every day he's like can i look after abby now after please a year of ignoring her. yeah um so she's done a clever plan where she's arranged for Stuart to go in her place so the house is empty so she can go in the house get catty and get out probably could do this in about two minutes yep but she decides to put baby abby in like the playpen for some reason and also why is there a playpen there <laughs> is it for max is it for max to have a timeout so baby abby mm. wait but in case she comes calls back into the house <laughs> i mean again when Surely the plan was failed from the beginning when she didn't tell Jack to meet them as well at the mm. cafe. 
So Jack was going to probably walk in at some point. <laughs> we love how Jack had her in a um, like an arm wrestle. <laughs> like oh yeah, on behind the sofa. her back. Yeah, when he caught her. Police training. That was. <laughs> You'll never forget it. You'll never forget it. But he didn't have his ninja skills <laughs> when she smacked him around the head with a laptop. That's because she like pretended to be like sorry and like flutter her eyelashes, and obviously his well, brain's downstairs still. She did say sorry to Jack though. She did, and she made yeah, it only quite... to smack him around the head. No, no, no. She smacks him around the head and then said, "I'm really sorry, Jack." So I don't think she's got no beef with Jack. Mm. She's only got a beef with Max and apparently Ian. I don't know what Ian's done to her to really upset her. Mm. Although he, there was that thing with Cora when Cora teamed up with Ian, wasn't there? And then Cora hit ah. her with a frying pan. <laughs> yes, yes. The famous that amazing episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, he got hit on the head with a laptop. Fell Jack to the ground. Did. So that's the one that Mel used to use to do her snooping on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack's going to need a brand new laptop. <laughs> and a new password. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can't Ronnie use Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> Just move the number up one. No one will know. No. And um, so, yeah, she's got away again, basically. And Jack um, is saying sorry. Max is obviously upset with Jack. It's all Jack's fault. Yeah, because Jack obviously should have stopped that laptop swinging toward his head. <laughs> I mean, again, Max, just sort yourself out. Mm. I mean... I've nothing else to say about Max. He's just... I mean, the only person he kind of gave the time of day to was Stuart, because obviously Stuart met Max and Ian at Joe's Cafe. Mm. And Stuart said to them, just give her some room. Eventually, she'll probably come back. Mm. Just give her some time and space. And yeah, no, again, yeah, 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 no, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm never going to do that. But it still insists he won't phone the police. What could the police do? Well, they could follow the phone call, find, find out where she's phoning from. Maybe. Yeah, find, call hotels and the local, because you couldn't be that far away either. <laughs> I mean, if she got back to the house literally the next day, yeah. she couldn't have been that far for her to just, you know, pop in and pop out again. <sighs> it's just ridiculous. It I mean, the storylines of Max do get worse. Slight spoiler here, so skip ahead like two minutes. Cool. So, yeah, they've revealed that Ruby's new love interest, mm. man beginning with letter M, thankfully isn't Martin, which we did fear for, but it's Max. Max yeah. and Ruby. I mean... Ugh. what? Do, why? What do they have in common? I mean, it's probably going to be linked somehow with Max wants her money. That's, <laughs> it will be, won't it? It's just Max is... What do you think? Max has two... Well, Mel should get onto Ruby's case then and take, <laughs> take her money. Well, no, because Mel won't be around for that, probably, when Max is uh, dating Rainy. Double spoilers. Well, people have fast-forwarded if they don't want to know. So yes, Mel's leaving as well. So Jack and Denise, I'm assuming, are going to stay together. There's not going to be a Jack and a Mel thing. No, no. So it's all changed in the Branding House, but Max is still around. Mm. Talking of Jack, actually, he and Denise, he and her had a bit of conversation, and Jack revealed that even by selling the apartments, it's not going to be enough money (laughs) for what Jack needs. I don't know why. What what, I know. Doing? I mean, Adam offered him for that apartment. But is it an apartment? It's a, well, no, yeah, it's a rain, basement flat. It's a basement yeah. flat. Like, the bed sit is... But there is a garden. He oh, said, okay. To Honey, didn't he? Well, £395,000. Mm, and all he's missing is £75,000. Yeah, um, exactly. So what, what else Japanese does he need? Japanese not weed. yeah. He needs to get rid of Japanese not weed in the so schoolhouse. Right. But the schoolhouse must cost, like, way more. Is that why he's not got enough money? Because he just wants to buy another property? I don't know. Surely 395000 should <laughs> suit him quite... That should tide him over for a bit. Yeah, until his contract runs yeah. out and he can leave. Also, he can go to Ogna, wherever he's going to go with Ronnie. Ogna? Was it Ogna they were going to go to? Him and Ronnie were moving somewhere. It was something like Ogna. It wasn't Bogna. It was something like was that. Was it? Cogna? No. Kettering was where Ketter- Sonia went. Yeah. I'm sure it was Ogna. They were moving to Ogna. Do you not remember? <laughs> After the wedding. Stop saying Ogna. I don't Ogna. remember. Bogner. 
No, it's Bognor. It wouldn't be Bognor, because Bognor's like associated with... Sorry to anyone who lives in Bognor, but Bognor's kind of like associated with uh, the elderly. There is no place called Ogna. It was something like that. Someone will um, message us and let us know. Let us know. To send us a tweet and um, say, where was Ronnie and Jack going? It was it's so along the lines of Ogna. I do remember now that they, it was they, a weird name. they, they were going to leave the square. It. Yeah, yeah. So um, he should just go over there and leave. Just go. Just go. I mean, like I say, he's got the money now. The big question for me is, obviously, Adam wants to buy the basement flat. Mm-hmm. Ruby wants to buy the bed set. The middle yeah, bed millionaire, set. she wants to buy a one-bedroom bed set. Yeah, why yeah. not? Worth it, portfolio. With Max. <laughs> but what about the elderly lady who lives on the top floor? Oh, yeah, the baseball bat woman. Yeah, yeah. Who's Maybe Jack doesn't about... own that bit. He owns the whole building. Oh. He's just going to turf her out. <laughs> and she's the one who needs him most. Oh. So instead, right, of... Apple, then. <laughs> so instead of Jack worrying about his woes, what about that poor old woman upstairs who basically is the security mm. of the, of the housing? She can move in with Ted. They can date. That would be a nice story. It'd be good to get Crazy Ted's bat lady. <laughs> yeah. She'll be like fighting off all the robbers who are trying to upset Ted when he's walking down the square one day. Yeah, she'd look after him. Right, so that's enough about them. We're going to pop over and play a little game. Time for a game. And uh, this week we're going to play a game that went down quite well, I feel. And you enjoy playing it. Oh, teasing me. What is it? It's, you know, I like to tease, Ben. It's, it's the game Core. It stinks in here. Oh, yes. Yes. When I give you quotes of characters' first lines when they first appeared on the show, and you have to match up the character to the quote. Mm. So this week, to make it a little easier for Ben, um, I've printed off all the quotes on a piece Talk of paper. Talk to me like I'm special. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are. You, you um, remedial-schooled. Right. Mm. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind... This ter- is paper next to me, yes, I'm assuming. Yes, you wouldn't mind turning that over for right. me. I won't look at it yet. I've well, just turned it over. I was hoping for a spectacular papery sound. No, not one there. I'm keeping okay. the podcast clean. So um, I'm going to read out the quotes, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to read out the seven characters. Right. And then you can have a go at matching them up, okay? Mm-hmm. So the quotes this week are, is it all ours? Man up, you've only had three. <laughs> Terrible colour on you. What do you want? Now you'd better not want anything complicated. Bronson, Bronson, right, everybody out. And I'm going to get some breakfast. Do you want some? <laughs> and they are all quotes from either Bernadette Taylor, Keegan Baker, Karen Taylor, Keanu Taylor, Candice Taylor, Chantal Atkins, or Mitch Baker. That's right, kids. It's a Taylor and Baker special. So, uh, I should be able to do this because I recently watched the Taylor's first episode because I was getting clips of all of Lorraine Stanley's roles when he's done this together. Yes, you were, yes. That's a video that's up on Twitter now, isn't it? Yeah, somewhere on there. Somewhere on Twitter it's there. So yeah, we'll see. How much I can remember. Well, let me go through them with you. So let's start off with the first one. So is it all ours? Who do you think said that quote? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of editing with pauses here. <laughs> um, is it all ours? Don't forget, you at the end, you can swap them around. No, no. I don't want to start with that one, though. I'm going to say Bernadette. You're saying Bernie? Yes. All right, Bernie is the first one. Okay, next one. Man up. You've only had three. Oh, it's tough because Keegan was introduced before them, so it's very difficult. Um, man up, you've only had three. Mitch? You're saying Mitch for that or one? Or Keegan. Yeah, Mitch. We're going with Mitch. Okay. Terrible colour on you. What do you want? That's Shun- That's um Candice. Yeah. That's at the door with Candice. Okay. Now, you'd better not want anything complicated. Who said that? Chantel? <laughs> yeah, you're going with Chantel. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Bronson! Bronson! That, that was Keanu when he came out of the van and 
Bronson ran out of the van, the moving van. Right, okay. Next one. Write everybody out. Write everybody out. Car- Who have I got left? You've got Keegan and Karen left. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Karen. Yep, because she says get everyone out of the van. Yeah, so that means that you've left Keegan with I'm going to get some breakfast. You want some? Mm. You can... Swap one. Which swap, one have I what, given Mitch? What I'm going to do is I'm <laughs> going to help and I'm going to say you've got five out of seven. So you've got... You need to do a swap for two. Yeah. So you've two? got... Two? Well, no. as in you've got to... Well, All right, swap one, yeah. Swap one What have set. I given Mitch? Mitch, you gave man up. You've only had three. And you've given... Well, and then Keegan. Keegan, you've given, I'm going to get some breakfast. You want some? I'll swap Mitch and Keegan over then. Yeah? Is that your final answer? Yep. And with that swap, then, you've achieved a perfect score. <laughs> I shouldn't have doubted you at the beginning of this game when I said, I printed out some paper. <laughs> yeah. Well done, you got a perfect score. Thanks. So there you go. So just to quickly go over them, Bernadette, Karen, Keanu were all introduced on the 15th of June 2017. As you quite mm-hmm. rightly said, Keegan was introduced before them on the 9th of January 2017. That technically actually wasn't his first line. There was a bit where he's playing basketball with Shaquille um, and he says something so unaudible I just couldn't be bothered. And so <laughs> I went to his second next line, which was, man up, you've only had three. And three then, what though? That's what I want to know. It was three tequilas. Oh. They're having a house party at Shaquille's house, and oh. his mum was going to be mad if she found out, let me tell you. Karen. Oh, no, Carmel. Carmel. Oh, I thought you meant Karen was going to be no, mad. No, no, Shaquille's house. Then Candice was introduced on the 28th of December 2017, and of course Mitch was door. introduced at the 12th of March 2018, and Chantel was introduced on the 26th of March 2019. Mm-hmm. And that was also at the door because she was doing a trial for Kath. Not Kath and Kim, Kim and Denise for the hairdressing. Oh, yeah, of course. I was trying to remember how mm. she was introduced. And her full line is, now you better not want anything complicated. I have bookings coming out where the sun don't shine. That's it. There you go. Makes so, sense. Well there done, then. Seven out of seven. Thanks. That's why I'm the BBC EastEnders expert. Absolutely. Um, let us know how you guys got on. Don't forget to tweet us and uh, let us know. And that was a game of Court Stinks in Here. Right, so now we're on to the prize-winning section. <laughs> Everyone who gets a medal gets a burger and a pint for £7. That's right. And um, I'm not eating. Oh, wow. Gone off my food. Well, can I have your burger then? <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm only drinking gin and tonics. Oh, from can I have on. your pint then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, well... I know you're, well, Ben is... I'm very just upset. physically <laughs> distraught by this whole... So when Ben learnt the news... He was quite upset. Mm. Morning. Mm. I had so many high hopes for Grey. Yes. But unfortunately, they've been dashed. <laughs> they've been taken. Well, yeah. There's a now. I hate that thing. But he's got that thing where there's now a time frame on his head. Well, that's it. That's it. He's, he's, a, he's a character that basically has a beginning, a middle and an end. And you know that it's this one story. There's nothing mm-hmm. more to him. But don't forget, we thought the same about Stuart. And Stuart's still hanging on by the yes, true, fingernails. Not, no, no, no coming back from this. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good scenes um, when they got into that house. We finally saw the inside of the house, which I was looking forward to. Yes, we, well, that's a good positive of the story. Mm. You got to see number one, Albert Square. I've been asking for months. I want to see Chantel and Grey alone in the house. Mm-hmm. Why won't you show me? Mm. Now I wish I never asked. No. They, I'd rather not see. Their layout, and I'm sure Kim would be very upset about this, was the complete opposite of what Kim had. So the mm. sofa was on the right, 
And the dining table was on the left. There was no yellow. <laughs> it was very grey, mm. which was ironic, really, considering... <laughs> the front door's grey as well. Yeah. Grey likes to make his stamp on things, <laughs> as we now know. Just remember I'm grey. Yes, poor grey. I mean, we had, like, the beginnings of a layered, successful male man who has a bad past. He's not very confident around no. men. So I, I was really hoping for, like, a not a domestic abuse <laughs> the one thing so I didn't many want hints the there. one thing I didn't want and we got it but there were so many hints there we were talking about it pretty much the week he was introduced and every no, time no, you kept saying no annoyed. I don't want to but, I don't want to predict things like that but I, I, week. in a funny way I liked that there was clues there there were always clues there mm. and so when it came to the build up where Chantel was you know, walking into the, you know, they were holding hands as well. He made her hold his hand. Yeah, and he got her keys out the doors and hurry up to get inside yeah, behind get, closed doors. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so no one else could see it. And so the build up to that point when they left the pub without anyone knowing as well, Chantel was mm. all just told, no, 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 let's just go. She knew what was happening coming up, and so did we. Yeah, and we exactly, and because we knew this is what was going on, yeah. this was about to happen. You could tell. It it made it made it more tense. And so something that normally you see, you see the abuse over time was done much cleverly, I think, because you mm. don't didn't see the abuse. You just knew there was tones that it would, could be there. Yeah, and it was coming. And like, it was that coming. That walk to the house. And, mm. Yeah, you were like, you were there, weren't you? And you were like, no, my grey. Grey, no, please, no grey. Yeah, it was losing to Mitch, which was like the final push well, this time, I, I guess. Don't I don't know how often it is between them. It seems like it's happened before. No, it's because she laughed at him. Yeah. He said, you know, I've told you before, you don't laugh at me. Mm. And um, it's because she found that Mitch had used the van to cheat in the race. Funny. That bloody van. Yeah, I know. I know that, that van gets in so much Keanu. trouble. With the one that kept Kenny Piano, the one that had Bailey being yeah. in school in there. That's <laughs> it, doing homeschooling <laughs> in the van. Where is Bailey? I've seen her. In Bailey weeks. was there. Bailey was there at the oh, pub during the 10k. Yeah, she oh, was cheering her dad on. Oh, okay, oh yeah, okay, Karen was looking after her. I was distracted by something. Yeah, the grey. <laughs> yeah, so she laughed at him, and he, it was just instant, wasn't it? You could mm. just see the like the, the he atmosphere. He felt like he was getting picked on, didn't he? Well, I'm was... trying to stand up. <laughs> no, you can't stand up. For no, him no, because I can't, it was very but... irrational the way no. the, what what had happened. Yeah. He was he was angry because he lost the race, but mm-hmm. then he didn't even came se- he didn't come second. No, Pex he got came beaten second. by a girl. Yeah, yeah, which also then es- escalated mm. it. I mean, and know, apparently he hates Karen as well. I thought he just hated Mick. No, well, no, he said he hates all her family. Yeah, he said that all of he's trying to uh, great on his teeth, which is again that. We knew that he, we saw signs that he was isolating Chantel from his family. Mm. He, when they first saw Chantel see her family again, Grey didn't like it. I wonder what made him agree to moving back to the square then. Did because we? it's it's again it's a, it's the kind of I, I don't know the psychologicalness of it, isn't it? And again, we've discussed this. Mm. The psychological Tiding in plain sight, I guess. Exactly. Right next to his family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing's going on. So but... yeah, so it, it almost makes the family trust him even further. So mm-hmm. he's already put on the charm in front of them. And you now, know what else um, really has annoyed me? Mm. It's the fact that it means that Mitch was like right about Grey. I, I was going to say that as well. I, I'm so fuming. That's the thing that's really wound yeah. me up. Because I actually like this story, mm. but I hate that Mitch was right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so He's angry. Such, even when he cheated at thing, I was like, oh, he was making me angry. Mm. Mm. Not as angry as Grey. No. As angry as Sonia. It was, but, <laughs> but Sonia was very comforting this week because Sonia told Bex not to push herself during the race. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't win Bex, it's yeah, okay. Don't push yourself, Bex. It's okay. I mean, that's obviously an undertone now that every time Bex is doing something, it's just slightly exerting her. Mm. Why was Kush not running? He should have been in the race. He's well, always he running. was busy on the market, but it was really weird because you didn't see the market or the 
the race at the same kind of in the, like in the same shot. Yeah, so you think all the market sellers would come along and mm. be at the race starting line. They ran past Joanne's like cafe yeah, that's, alleyway yeah, thing. Yeah, Joanne's cafe's had a lot of use this week, mm. hasn't it? Yeah, down the, uh, the pedestrian crossing. That's when Mitch first showed that he was, you know, falling behind and straining. And the next minute he cuts in front of uh, Gray and he yeah. wins the race. My but, new favourite character is Chantel now. Oh, yeah, Chantel. But I've loved Chantel for a long mm, time. Same. Again, but she's so... Gray always overshadowed her. <laughs> yeah, but for different reasons. Oh, I mean, yeah. throughout the week, Chantel showed so much selflessness. She gave Whitney advice. She gave Honey advice as well mm. this week. Free wig cut. For yeah, Jean. for Jean. So she can see... Give, it, give, give. It was give, give, give. And again, it was obviously a clever ploy by the writers to be like, this woman does not deserve what she's about to get on no. Friday's episode. I mean, what he did was... Ooh, mm. it wasn't it was just a slap. Re- no. Punched in the stomach. It's a full punch in the stomach. by the hair. Yeah. I mean, he got... still, even afterwards, he was still horrible to her. Like, normally, when we... Because recently we saw um, Carmel and Matthew on 1988. Yes. This is way back. But, like, after he'd beat Carmel, he'd be really, like, apologetic and, like, really nice and a good boyfriend for, like, mm. a bit. But Grey wasn't. He wasn't, like, being apologetic. He was still... He was blaming her, her full full on, yeah. yeah. Don't play the victim. Yeah, that's right. He said, you never laugh at me and stop acting like you're the victim. Mm. And it's, it's yeah, really. That surprised me. Because normally mm. when they do, like like when Trevor would used to hit um, Little Moore. Yes. Um, he used to be like really nice for like a few days or a week. Well, he'd beg apologize. for forgiveness, wouldn't yeah. he? He'd beg, he'd apologise. Yeah, and... didn't. He was, he thought he was. Mm. Mm. He was adamant that he was in the right of what he did. You know, he was, he was punishing her for something mm. he, she had done. And you mentioned his mum again as well. So that's obviously like a big Wait, he, he said she was dead, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he said that before that mm. she died. But what circumstances you see? So we don't again. Would it, was it under abuse? Was it under? What you think he abused his mum? I said when he said. Oh this no no no! Ca- I don't think he abused oh, his mum. I think um, he, his, his dad. His mum was abused by his dad, so oh, yeah, he's possibly, following. Because he doesn't have a relationship with his dad, does he? No. Another no. one. But again, so he blames his dad for the reason his mum maybe's died, but he's then Still, carrying no, on. It's the circle of life. It is. It's like Stuart and. But then that's Jono. it. But but Whitney asks um, Chantel questions about, um, mm. and so again, it's 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 almost like the writers are kind of just giving you a bit of a wink and saying, yeah, this is this is going to be yeah, similar. Yeah, because was it Honey that said, have you ever had an argument, or was that Whitney? And Chantel says, oh, we have normal arguments, but that any normal couple would. I can't remember if it was Honey or um, I Whitney. I think it was Whitney. Too. I think Honey was asking her whether you can forgive someone if it's, if anything's mm. unforgivable. And Chantel said, yeah, there are some things that are unforgivable. Mm. So, I know, it's just... But um, I love... We've got um, a wonderful reaction shot uh, video from one of our <laughs> listener, uh, listeners on Twitter. Yes. And we strongly recommend you find it. It's on our Twitter stream. It's from London Dan, I think. Yes, that's yeah. right. But, um, yeah, he sent us a live reaction. And we've also got an email... Loads of live reaction. We've got a live reaction email just sent through. Yeah, it literally. We're live. The mo- we are. The moment the episode <laughs> had finished airing, yeah. someone sent us an email. So it's Ryan Denya, and he says, Hi, I'm literally writing a second since the Chantel and Grace scene, and I'm just in utter shock. It's crazy how a character can just change personality within a few scenes, and yet it still feels so natural. EastEnders has always been great at covering domestic abuse, and I sense this is going to be no different. Genuinely, the first time in ages I've actually gasped at EastEnders. He's still fit, though. <laughs> oh, and thanks for the brilliant podcast. Every week, I love listening. Ryan, kiss. Oh, thank you, Ryan. But, um, yeah, still fit, but I'm <laughs> You can't gone. use that as a caveat, though. You can't I say, know, I'm well, he upset. beats women, but, you know, he's hot, so why not? My last week, I can do it. <laughs>
Oh yeah, I suppose you can't. You can never stand up no, for Grey no. again. No, now. I'm Team Chantel now. Mm. I told you. Because <laughs> even to your, even to your own admission, you said that um, you know, he was cold afterwards as well, and so mm. he's there's Nasty. no forgivableness, for, for, nothing to forgive him for. He's so nice when he's in the cafe, like giving free advice to Mel, though. Yeah, that was an interesting one that they built him up with Mel, wasn't it? I, I mean, is there something else? They're just showing him a nice happen? guy on the front, aren't they? I guess yeah, like I how he was. All up for arranging charity things, mm. I guess. As you said, we've never we've not been into number one Albert Square, and I think that was such a clever a clever way of just portraying that obviously this abuse has been happening for a long time. It's not something that's just started. Mm. It's been happening a long time, and we've not seen it. Mm. All we've seen is the facade from the outside. So yeah, yeah, yeah I well I know it was maybe not what you wanted, and maybe a little obvious, but I, I don't know. I think I'm. I mean, it looks to... like they're going to be doing it well. They're two mm. decent actors. Yeah. They've got a good family around them, the Taylors. So it's got all the points to be like a great storyline. Mm. It's just upsetting. I'm, I mean, if you've got the BBC action line at the end of the episode telling you to call <laughs> if you've been upset, then you know that the episode's mm. been well but, preserved. Uh, Chantel's portrayal was really good, I thought, in the aftermath, mm. the way she was acting. It was very... You really, really felt... Like, she feels like such a realistic character, Chantel. I've always found that with mm. her. Mm. It's something about the actress or the way she is on the show. She just feels very realistic to me. Mm, like someone I'd know, kind of thing. Yeah, like your friend down mm. the road. The other half of this storyline is like the Mick and Linda thing, yep. which is all going on. There's no way well, to talk about Ollie. <laughs> I'm not. I'm talking about Mick and Linda and No More Secrets, Mick. Oh, yes, yes. Still No More Secrets. No. But, but I've made Had a private a appointment. And I've got a secret, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's like made private appointments, which apparently cost thousands. Yeah. All so... these people want to do private NHS all the time. Don't well, yeah, we've. I, I don't know if I've said it on the show before, but I've certainly said it to other people. Um, EastEnders. The one thing that does annoy mm. me a little bit is they so bash the NHS. Even like, Sonia, who like works there, like yeah, constantly moans. Yeah, moans about the NHS. They always mm. have an excuse to moan about the NHS. If there's someone's in hospital, it's a nurse's fault for why something's not happening, <laughs> or they're shouting at the doctor. When Abby fell off the roof, it wasn't Max's fault. fault. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the doctor's fault that Abby wasn't being resuscitated. Oh, yeah, and he like locked himself. And he locked himself. Oh, yeah. In the room. And Jack like yelled at the nurse for like giving him a bit of paper. Like, <laughs> yeah, what's this? I'm not signing it. But um, yeah, he's like booked a private thing, and he was thinking of like stealing the charity money from the 10k, which is a bit weird for Mick. Yeah, I know that's so un- out of character for Mick mm. to consider stealing, yeah, the money for it. But he saw sense in the end after Linda had a bit of a shout. Yeah, she raised her voice and that rung. Mm. That's well, what he needed, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it, Linda saw sense by saying that we don't need to pay for Ollie's care we just need to show that he's loved and at the end mm. of the race when Mick was finishing and crossing the start finish line Mick took Ollie and ran down and said oh he's my mascot he's my mascot and um Linda, Linda was like oh my man and it was like that that's what Ollie needs Ollie just needs the attention and the love from a happy couple a happy family mm. no more lies <laughs> no more secrets no more secrets um until next week <laughs> yeah when he's probably gonna find another way of raising money yeah so that was pretty much for mick and linda that was that yeah was that's it. what but... you need to say <laughs> there's a story there's a football storyline coming up soon so and also one other little seed that was planted in the 10k story was tina showed a small little tiny little inti- interest in oh, yeah, a little flirt. She yeah. flirted back flirted mm. back so we i think we we can pretty much Stamp the yeah, fact. Yeah, they've done it twice now. Yeah, that Ikra is obviously gay. So we're now, Ikra's going to have the very different story. Gay. <laughs> Love it. Just taste the rainbow, Ben. Apart from Grey, apparently. No, Do I know. The one character first, you were... Everyone thought Ben and Grey were secretly dating. Oh, yeah, he was. Good times? What was the character, the guy who Pex, Ben was talking? Pex, Pex guy. guy, yeah. Oh, the good old days. There's still, there's still hope. Still Martin. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, no. We don't want Martin to convert. So talking about my second favourite subject, Martin. Yes. The new romance of Mush. Oh, yes, the bromance. Secret, secret affair. They're, they're, they're meeting in secret in the Prince Albert. Hmm, scratch his head. Yeah, that's all it needed for them to have a little fight and testosterone pumped around and they were yeah, friends again. They just needed to get out of their system. Oh, yeah. They? It was that, like... That um, scene did annoy me, though, like when Billy was taking bets and everyone was like crowding around in a circle. Mm, I do like really the fact cheesy. that... Yeah, I like that Shirley was the one who came up with the idea while she stuck her nose up a shampoo bottle. <laughs> she had that bottle so far up yeah. her nose. It was, it was just, she looked... I don't know. She looked like a mole or something. It's weird, isn't it? But um, I didn't enjoy that storyline but that's fine him and martin cush and martin like became friends again and they were yep. secretly meeting in the prince albert yep 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 because that's they fun. they can't well they they want to be friends but they've been told by cat and stacy mm. that they can't be friends so if they ever want to now have a few drinks with each other and you know just have a bit of a chill together they have to find secret rendezvous to go to and then the, well the first one was the prince albert oh yeah it doesn't make me laugh it kind of annoys me that every time a straight character goes into the prince albert their first reaction is, oh, I hope I don't get pulled in here. Because um, <laughs> they secretly hope they will. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. But it's, it's, it's that kind of, it's the, the kind of reaction where you instantly think, well, why is it a problem if you are? It doesn't really matter. You just politely say, I'm sorry, but I'm not gay. Mm. <laughs> you know? Grey was okay with it. Well, yes. A tick <laughs> for Grey. Plus, plus points for Grey. <laughs> last week. Jean said that she thinks that she'd be a, a disappointment, didn't she? She mm. said, oh, I'd be a disappointment. <laughs> If I was gay, I'd be a disappointment. So I, poor Jean, she always puts herself down. Yeah, because Big Mo was in um, The Prince Albert, because Big Mo had like a plan to try and get Stacey and Kat back together, because they had that big row where they were really horrible to each other for like really no reason. Yeah, some of the things they were saying were really quite nasty yeah, too. really over the top, literally written just for like a Slater row. I mean, it, it, it suited the Slaters, because, oh, yeah. you know, that's how the Slaters fight, isn't it? They fight mm. dirty. Throwing things out windows, mm. yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, Big Mo's got the plan. It's quite tactile, isn't she, with her plans that she's got she was secretly making them meet up separately yeah with Jean and stacy and her and cat trying to pretend both of them are sorry yeah but they weren't and then the same thing happened because she then said oh Jean's um dying yeah <laughs> apparently yeah the cancer's hit her so hard she's now <laughs> dying but we actually found out that she's just having her ovaries removed mm. but these scenes they were obviously put in because of the horrible gray and Chantel scenes they were obviously put in because they were kind of like comic relief-y do you think i don't think they were comic relief at all do you not, no, no so, i found yeah, the really... way well the way jean was like saying oh they thought she was talking about her being dead and she was like oh yeah i'm quite happy about that and I'm quite a burden anyway, and um, I quite want it. And they well, she, she said it was a relief. Killing... Yeah. yeah, it's a relief. So it was quite, really. Those like quite funny things in between those I dark. Don't, I don't know if I found that funny. funny. Not really. Yeah, but EastEnders funny. <laughs> so let's laugh about cancer. <laughs> well, I mean, a I lot did... of people say you need to laugh about things to try and get over. Well, it. I, I agree. I understand. Hence, probably why they've had Aid Edmondson become like the counteractive mm. part of the Gene story, which I think needs to be introduced at a much quicker rate as well. I think they're really yeah, kind of slowing that gone, down, yeah, because of the whole Stacey and Cat thing. Mm. But no, I don't. I don't feel like it was particularly funny. I feel it was just. I mean, the one part I did kind of laugh at was just that Mo was crying by herself at the end know, of the how, episode. Go back a year, think of that house. I know that house. We were talking about, about eighteen people in it. Yeah, we did it as a as a feature where we read an article in the newspaper <laughs> where we counted how many yeah, people were in the house. They all were, and then she was all on her own on the table. But there was a scene of just Jean and Mo, just Jean and Mo mm. were in that house. Madness. I know. How times have changed. Mm. Oh, so you didn't really. I don't, I don't, what did I don't... you take from it then? Anything? <laughs> I take from it that they're desperately trying to find a way to get 
Lacey Turner out the same. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy when you're that embedded into no. the uh, show. Well, that's it. Not an easy task. They have had a long time to kind of find a way out. And mm. I just think she's that... been pregnant, like really pregnant for ages. Yeah. And it just seems like that they're really panicking over this. They just don't know what to do with it. And mm. um, they're going to just use the easy option and have her have a um, breakdown, aren't they? I bet. Yeah, because it's all roads are leading to it, so she's mm-hmm. not getting on. There's obviously the court case. I think they're going to go on with that court case, and I think the court case is going to drag, and then obviously we know about Ruby and Max, and yeah. it's just... Yeah, yeah piling up for... I say like a, a rubbish thing, though. Couldn't she go and stay with Sean or something? Yeah, that would make better sense. Like she was looking was after Sean or something. Yeah. So Sean has gone... Like, like he's had his help. He has actually gone for help. He's mm. had it. And now he's asked for some support. Just stay, stay for some reason. Yeah. Well, Jean can't go because Jean has yeah. to stay to finish her chemo. That would be better than just her having an episode again. Because mm. you had that loads. But... I just I just worry that, like I say, they just this just seems like a, a bit of a... Oh, we need to get rid of Lacey, T- <laughs> Lacey Turner somehow and we don't mm. really know how to do it. And so it's, we don't know. I, it could it just end up that this would just be the end of another story and then it'd be something completely different that they're going to do with Stacey. Mm. Not so sure about that. But, mm. but I did feel sorry for it. As I said, it, it, was, it was quite entertaining to see Big Mo at the end crying <laughs> or, or, or trying to push out those tears. Also, she looks a bit trim. I know, big when Mo. she was walking down that hallway toward Jean. Yeah, not so Big Mo. No. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like that's all good and well. Slimming down for Fat Elvis. <laughs> well, no, they're they're no more. They've had their <laughs> their their fun. They're, I suppose there there was some comic relief when Mo would like make Jean pay for the bill when they all stormed out of the club. Over a little purse. Yeah, and and yeah. There you go. That's what you took away from the episode. Yeah. That's what you. <laughs> she has a little well purse. Done. Yeah, hooray! So that's all the stories this week. Good week, bad week. What do you think? Good week. Started off, I was thinking, oh, this is a summer filler. Mm. But no, it got really good. Like, the last two episodes yeah. really good. So. I don't think it was as good as last week. I mean... Oh, no, was, that was good. That was an explosion of mm. rainbows and glitter. But no, the Grey and Chantel thing was... The Grey yeah. and Chantel thing was pretty pretty damn good, wasn't it? I mean, um, we're going to find out what you guys thought now of the week and find out who you thought had won it as we find out through your Twitter comments on who won the week. Yes, it's sadly the end of the show, the moment when we find out who our listeners thought had won the week on the square. But, as always, before we do, we need to find out whose birthdays had probably been forgotten by the writers of EastEnders this week. That's right. Um, We normally also take a deep dive into the past, but due to a few problems, we've not been able to have a chance to do it this week. Too busy. Too busy, just too busy. Too busy writing up birthday letters and cards. And cards. We're like, we're like the Queen. We don't do it on just 100th birthday. We do it on everyone's birthday. Because my favourite boy's birthday was missed this week. Oh, do please tell so, us. The first one on my list, 7th of July, 1965. Pat Butcher squeezed out a Simon Wicks. <laughs> <laughs> Did she? Goodness. Hey. With that hair, it must have been one hell of a push. <laughs> what, Pat's or Simon? Both. They, that's the one thing they inher- he inherited from Pat. Was yeah, her hair. His wavy hair. Mm. So, um, yeah, his birthday. Not really anyone who can mention him anymore, is there? Tiff. Again, everything leads back to Tiff to mention all these yeah, dead It's characters. funny how like the Butchers seem to be like the deep-rooted family mm. now. Not the Bills, not the Mitchells. It always seems to be the Butchers somehow. Yeah. Next one. Surprised Jack didn't mention this. Mm. This girl died at 42 years of age. And she was born on the 7th of July, 1974. Ronnie Mitchell. Oh. Missed her birthday. I mean, do you celebrate birthdays when someone's died? Jack would. He'd look at a picture or something, wouldn't he? They did look at a picture of I was Ronnie say... and Roxy last week, didn't he? So. Oh, yeah, that's it. He was being a bit thoughtful then. Yeah, maybe that was it. And also, Max had the monopoly on photo looking this week. Oh, yeah, when Abby. He was... oh, yes, baby Abby. <laughs> Poor baby Abby. So, yeah, Ronnie's forgotten. Yeah. I mean, 
if she was famous enough, she might have been a Google Doodle, you know, because they seem to celebrate a lot of people who are dead birthdays. Uh, so. <laughs> Another Mitchell that's forgotten, mm-hmm. Phil's brother Grant, 8th of July, 1962. Well, that's just plain rude. You have to remember Grant. I know. Bless it. So, yeah, good one. Yeah, nice. And also, sticking with kind of the Mitchell, Sharon seems to forget it was her dad, Den Watts's birthday on the 11th of July, 1946, died only aged 58. Mm, he Looks was a lot older, actually. Well, when he came back? Yeah, he died 2005, 58 years old. He had a hard 90s. He was dead for a long time. That's true. <laughs> Kathy, though, she had a hard death, and look at her. Yeah. Came back beaming. So, yeah. Den Watts has been forgotten in history. Mm, are you, I'm surprised by that, because I think because the classic EastEnders now showing, would have thought that the producers might have wanted everyone just to remember Den Watts. Yeah. Not, oh, you can't forget Den Watts. But, um, and also, Leslie Grantham died... Yeah, you know, recent, recent. Well, last year. Yeah, but recently. So, but yeah, recent enough to kind yeah. of almost give a nod. And to it was old Denny's birthday last week. Sharon forgot that too. But that's awful. So Sharon, Denny's, she... Dennis, and Dennis Rickman's all forgotten. I bet she remembers Keanu's birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll be looking out for that, Sharon. <laughs> oh great. So um, that was birthdays this week. But who won the week, Ben? Do you want to know the options? Yes. Okay. So it was either Bobby phones a friend. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Honey, CC too much. <laughs> She did. I'll be honest, I was so proud of myself when I came up with that one. <laughs> she also said too much. She she said too much. <laughs> Adam was not happy. Rainy gets catty. I mean, that was... Mm. And uh, Wolford 10K. Ooh. Mm. More happy. to that than meets the eye, <laughs> let's just say. Not happy. So, um, who do you think won the week? We'll start from the top and work our way down. Like all good men should. Um, Bobby, because it was surprising. Almost. Bobby came second with 30% okay. of the vote. Honey, CC too much. Ooh, I was surprised. I was very surprised. Got 33% of the vote. So not an outright win. Not like last week when there was a couple of outright winners. A bit of a mixed bag this week. In third place was Wolford 10K. I think it got a bit of a resurgence once the uh, you know the Friday episode came mm, out. Yes. And Rainy Gets Catty. Oh, I hate it now. So. Well, yes. And <laughs> Rainy Gets Catty was last with 16% of the votes. That's we, fine. We had a few comments also mm-hmm. on our social medias. Dan on our Facebook group said, Rainy for managing to knock out Jack with an Acer laptop. <laughs> I mean, was good. It was good. It was the highlight. The highlight for that comment for me, though, was the fact that Dan noticed it was an Acer high laptop. <laughs> Because normally yeah, they put a big yeah. piece of like gaffer tape or something mm. over it, or stickers like you flowers. You'd use an Apple Mac, wouldn't you? Jack would have one of those. I would have thought Jack would be or an Apple Or Amy's guy. iPad or something. Yeah, yeah. With a kissing video on. <laughs> <laughs> Although Amy's uh, iPad had uh, like that pink puffy protector, mm. so it probably would have just oh, yeah, wounded him, true. not knock him out entirely. That's another thing now that poor old Jack needs to buy a new laptop. It's if he hasn't got enough problems with money mm, already. He needs to get Amy's horse as well for her birthday. <laughs> Stable it up in the kitchen. Hannah on Facebook said, I wish Rainey had used that piece of technology on the other brother. Yeah, oh, so yeah. do she I. She was on a double it. Absolutely. Hit them both. Well, he wasn't there, to be fair. Yeah, well. But she could have She could have nodded at Stuart. I wanted and... her to hit Max over the head with a picture of Abby Branning. Oh, yeah, that would be. Older, been... Eld- Elder Abby Branning. Or, R.I.P. Or both. Slap Max's it between his ears. picture of Abby's face. <laughs> <laughs> One on each side. That'd be good. Yeah, that's a good idea, Hannah. Nice. Uh, at Jamie Coleman T on Twitter said, It's been a boring week. Not enough Ballum and too much Max, Rainey and Pauline Fowler want to be Stacey. Bob... She's being very Pauline Fowler, isn't she? She really is. She's mothering Martin mm. and telling her how, telling him how to think, just like what Pauline did to Martin mm. when Sonia was dating him. Yeah. So, yeah, we're seeing a... Dating his mum. Do... Can you imagine if Stacey came in and had white hair? <laughs> Back from maternity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've lost my hair colour. Um, he does also add that Bobby's story 
will be very interesting, however. Mm. And I agree with that. It's yes. really taken an interesting turn, I yeah. think. Unexpected, but I feel hopefully positive. Definitely. Um, you can always get in touch with us, as always, on Twitter, at EastEnders Week, on our Instagram, at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. You can find our Facebook group if you search EastEnders Weekly Podcast and click to join the group. Or you can email us, EastEndersWeek at gmail.com. Don't forget also, if you want to rate us, you can do on iTunes. And you can also find us on all good podcast apps, including Podbean and Spotify. So that was another week. It was. We are having a bit of a break now. We are. A Pat and Frank holiday. We are. We're having a Pat. We're going <laughs> to... I want to recreate some scenes because we're going to Italy as well. So I want to cre- recreate some scenes. From I like... want to buy the mask that yeah. I actually had. Yeah, that's what I want to do too. Oh, yeah. But um, we are hoping to maybe get an episode out next week. Um, it may not be as long, but um, as we the said... The sound quality might sound like we're at sea. Or that we're just using a laptop. <laughs> but either way, um, we will try. If not, we'll we see. will release maybe a feature, just a short feature, just to tide you guys over. Who but, knows? But um, hope you all have a great weekend and week and uh, look forward to seeing you soon.